0: Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 216. My name is Brando, and before I introduce my special co-host for the day, I want to play you a clip. I always enjoy seeing uh, Guns N' Roses come up where you don't expect them to come up. Whether it's a you know a movie reference or a TV reference or a comedian, you know, plenty of comedians have. Well, yeah, I mean that's the point of this episode. Have Dropped uh, an axle reference. I mean, we had Paulie Shore. Uh, his early one of his very early sets uh, uh, as a comedian, he did a, a funny bit about going to a Guns N' Roses show. So let me play you this. This is Joe List, a comedian from New York City. He's a new special out on YouTube, and this is within the uh, the first five minutes. Of the special.
2: I flew recently. I was at the airport, LaGuardia Airport, here in New York. That's my home airport. I was walking <laughs> through the terminal. They were playing Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses at the airport. <laughs> That's a weird airport song. I'm a rock and roll guy. I love Guns N' Roses. I'm cool, but it's a little <laughs> much at the airport. I'm walking through the terminal. I just hear da 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 it's 7.30 a.m. I'm, I'm eating a muffin looking for an outlet. I don't think we need to rock this hard. Also, it's a little unnerving to be boarding a flight and hear, You're gonna die! I'm
0: <laughs> like, shit, am I? They play knocking on heaven's door next. They're never flying again. You know? So pretty good, I think. Uh, just a very smart joke. You know, if you usually see a Guns N' Roses like, joke out there now, it's something about Chinese democracy, something about uh, Axel's hair. It's, but this was just like a very clever, you know, professional stand-up comedian joke that involved our favorite band. And we love, you know, Guns N' Roses references in pop culture, don't we? Uh, so today, before we get to, to Joe List, I wanted to, and I haven't done this in a while, bring on a, a guest co-host. And for today, let's just call him a listener, although he's a lot more than that. So let's meet uh, JT Turret. Hey, JT from, uh, let's just, do we say you're from Syosset, Long Island? Do, is that
1: where- uh, I am, I'm uh, raised in Syosset, Long Island, uh, which is, you know, strange we've never run into each other in know, all these right? years, but <laughs> yeah, I know you're a Long Island guy as well, but I, I've been living in Greenpoint, Brooklyn now for the last, uh, you know, 10, 13 years or something.
0: Uh, okay. We're both... Long Islanders who left to go to one of the boroughs, as I'm now in, in Queens. But it is interesting that we've we've never met. You know, being from the same area and and, and, and
1: both being uh, Guns and Roses obsessed.
0: <laughs> I I know. And I feel like we know a lot of the same people because I love the Long Island uh, music scene. It's just very tight knit, and everybody gets to know each other, even the people who promote it. And that's kind of how I found. Let's just say, let's start back because we can do a full fan obsession with you, which I think we will do another episode because the more I learn about you... I'd be happy
1: to come back for that,
0: sure. Because you've told me a lot of stuff off-air that deserves its own segment, and I want to get to Joe soon. But for the the sake of this episode, you did something that I encourage all fans to do. That's to inbox me, whether it be uh, through... Uh, email uh the uh, at the AFD show at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at the AFd show Instagram but you did the good old Facebook and I see a suggestion like hey you should check out this comedian Joe list and you are so professional about it you're like here's the link to his uh his Twitter here's the link to his stand-up it's it's you know whatever it was like Four or thirty-two seconds in, or whatever, and I saw it. I took it I, as I do with all my listeners. I I read it and I take the the, uh, the advice or constructive criticism or the, the suggestion, whatever, very seriously. And I'm like, this is a really good idea. I've had comedians on the show, and this seems like a, this seems like it's going to be fun. So what I've done in the past yeah. with other listeners, I'm like, you know what, JT, do you want to come on with us? So today. I'm happy to say you're my co-host.
1: Thank you very much, and I appreciate you uh, taking my advice about the Joe List thing. I've, I've recommended a few other guests, and uh, uh, you've always gotten back to me saying, hey, that's a good idea. I'll look into it. So um, I sit at home playing the uh, the old Six Degrees of GNR Bacon myself. I'm hyper aware when I see a Guns N' Roses reference out in the wild, and when I saw a Joe List special, I hate myself with that great one-full-minute minute, full minute Chunk of Guns N' Roses material. I figure, all right. I think that qualifies. Let me, let me tell Brandon about this one.
0: So it's. uh perfect. I'm excited to hear what Joe List has to say about Guns N' Roses. And it's it's perfect. And you did. That's what makes me feel like just good. It's so funny because I'm like, no one's listening. Even though I'm very grateful <laughs> to get Dave Mustaine and D. Snyder and. You know, getting picked I up have by, not
1: missed an episode, uh, especially since geez. all the concerts went away, and I've been sitting at home listening to podcasts. This is uh, one of my favorite shows. and one of my other favorites is Joe List and Mark Norman's Tuesdays with Stories. So now it's like a <laughs> world's collide uh, crossover episode. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad to be a part of it. It's
0: awesome th- thank you. and that again that, that means a lot and I've had uh, I, I, I'm trying to find the message because I got something a similar one because people are like, I, w- I look forward to your podcast every week. Although I'm burning through it quicker because I'm not working, and yeah, and there are there's other people who are catching up. So I just try to keep the one a week. Uh, as where we're, I'm putting this out, we're getting we're bookending the week with Dave Mustaine and now with Joelist and JT Turret. So you know whenever it happens, but I will say uh, it is because of you because you do the Six Degrees of, of Kevin uh, G and R Bacon rather. And I want to make this point before we get to Joe. Uh, you set me up with a future interview we're going to hear on uh, the AFD show with uh, Krista Makes from Less Than Jake. And yes, a
1: little Scott Punk infusing into the uh, GNR universe, and I'm very happy to be uh, the one that facilitated that.
0: <laughs> me too, because that's that that is. I mean, obviously, we talk a lot about '80s rock and sleaze rock, and you know, the Sunset Strip here, but we branch out to other genres and. The punk ska genre, especially being from Long Island, how are you not a fan of that that kind of music? <laughs> and you said to me, like, I don't know what his six degrees of GNR bacon is. I said, the fact that he wants to come on this podcast, that's enough. That someone like him, Less <laughs> Than Jake, the lead singer of Less Than Jake, wants to talk about Guns N' Roses. So I, I'm putting it out there because uh, I know I now I know you could talk about this because we just spoke about it briefly off the air. Uh, I just finished the whole se- uh, season, uh, the second season of Cobra Kai I,
1: Right, I and r reference in like the second episode I think. Yeah, in
0: the second episode so I actually watched the first two episodes when it first aired on YouTube and I remember my former co-host, still current friend Ian Scotto uh, he saw, he watched the episodes on YouTube before I did and all it was, it was the first two for free and then you had to sign up for YouTube TV I wasn't going to do that so I remember he, he taped it off YouTube and we shared the clip and it went viral at the time. However, as you know, and why I was actually finally able to finish uh, and catch up with the, the series is that it's on Netflix now. And then the, the joke went viral again about him, you know, just the, the, I want people to watch it. I don't even want to, uh, you heard already one Guns N' Roses joke on this episode. <laughs> I, I don't want to push uh, the, uh, we have Joe's permission, so I don't want to push the copyright, <laughs> but watch Cobra oh. Kai. But what you did is great. So I wanna get on the not just with music, you know, I wanna hear athletes. I I, other than, you know, I want to get more wrestlers. So yeah, I've had CM uh, CM Punk. You know, somebody that maybe that doesn't have a, you know, direct connection, you know, a song credit, but wants to talk about Guns N' Roses, somebody you wanna hear talk about Guns N' Roses, like a Joe List. I'm
1: always interested to hear hear somebody's take that I that I like their work. You know, when you had Greg Graffin from Bad Religion on recently, I had no idea that he, he mixed a GNR show back in the 80s. Right. And, to, you know, you were just having him on because he's Greg Graffin, and it's a great guest, but it turns out he does have a connection. So sometimes that, that g our bacon feels a little hotter than expected, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear what Joe List has to say about GNR, and and later in the week Krista makes.
0: Yep. Totally awesome. I was blown away. I, I was definitely uh, blown away. Uh, by just the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking up Cobra Kai right now. And uh, I, I, I want to say this because it's not just getting on, you know, Chris from Less Than Jake and, you know, uh, talking about it with a Greg Graffin, who we just found at a, this, this GNR Bacon we didn't know. But if we got I mean, Ralph Macchio on the show, or uh, William uh, Zabka, who, who plays... Um
1: yeah, Zabka. The bad Well, <laughs> bad guy or good guy, depending on your <laughs> perspective.
0: <laughs> exactly. Johnny Lawrence. I know, that's so Johnny crazy Lawrence. how they, they toy between like, whoa, this guy is still a real big piece of shit. Oh, wait, nope. wait a minute. He's that, trying to change.
1: Everyone's the hero of their own story.
0: <laughs> that's a very... Mm, truer words. I like that. So just, just think about that. What if I had Johnny Lawrence... <laughs> Uh, sorry, as my phone goes off. So, what if I had Johnny Lawrence on? Uh, you know, from Cobra Kai on, on the AFD show. So those are the six degrees of GNR Bacon that JT did so well that I, I just I put out there to all my listeners. And JT, you know, uh, happily and you know, I had no idea how much of a fan I feel. So weird saying that he was of the podcast that wants to co-host. So before, yeah, I've, I,
1: I've been listening for a while now, and it's, uh, yeah, it's good to be on. So, and uh, before, especially with Joe List, because I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan as well, I'm not just a you know Guns and Roses fanatic and podcast listener, and also like I like a good uh, joke here and there.
0: Right. So tell us just a, a little bit about your, yourself before we go to Joe, and then again we'll do we'll do the deep dive. We'll save that for the uh, the fan obsession that the you know is it a bad obsession? I got to hook up. Yeah, <laughs> sa- I got to hook up my sound bites uh, at home sooner or later. But just like a right little on. bit about your yourself and how you you know. Uh, the people who are listening, well, I kind of want to know who JT is. So if you can kind of fill this well, in a little bit.
1: They might already know who I am from that. I am Dizzy Reed in the Guns N' Roses tribute band, Appetite for Destruction. Uh, I, I <laughs> and I've love that. I've been in the band now for, for six years. Um because you, you know, weren't were my,
0: you weren't here, but not sorry not to cut you off. Because I have had appetite for destruction, the band on
1: yes.
0: on the podcast. I or, don't
1: know which episode it was, but they yeah. have been on your show. I, w- I did not come with them that time. I think I was away. Okay. Um, but also around that time was when I was I was away playing shows with with Krista Makes out down in Florida, and the band performed at Revolution in Amityville, and they were opening for Hookers and Blow. And I'll I'll be damned if Dizzy Reed uh, did not fill in for me that night and play Civil War with uh, with the Appetite guys. So crazy stuff. It's um, uh, definitely a connection I have to uh, this show through them and through being in that band uh, and being the the fingers of Dizzy Reed and also the the voice of Duff, Izzy, and Melissa. Since the other guys besides Axel Rob don't sing and. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I picked I picked a good time to join the band because it was right around the uh, the peak of "Not in This Lifetime" hype, and we started playing you know thousand person shows at the Paramount and the Starland Ballroom and all over the place. So yeah. it's been a it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. Um, awesome. And on top of that, you know, I'm I'm originally from the ska punk world, I guess you would call it, because I was in the band Sprout, and uh, I was in a band with Jeff Rosenstock called the Arrogant Sons of Bitches, mm. and that band. GNR connection if you want to ever have Jeff on uh, we had a song called November Rain and that's because Jeff and I were in a conversation about how you can't copyright a song title (laughs) (laughs) and so he said could I just name a song November Rain I'm like you could he said I will and there's a song on our pornography album just called November Rain which is not a cover it's just an original with the same name
0: that's funny I like that that's really funny and did, yep. did your, did your bandmates, because by the way, for the people who missed that episode with Appetite for Destruction, you can watch uh, a live performance they did, they did in the studio when those things could happen up on our Facebook page. But did they ever try to like, since you weren't there? and Dizzy showed up, did they ever try to cut your brakes going to a show after, hoping Dizzy would show up again (laughs) or something?
1: (laughs) I think uh, Dizzy only showed up because they were opening for Dizzy's band. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it did occur to me, I, I thought, oh man, I missed my chance to play with someone from Guns N' Roses. And then it occurred to me, no, I would be the only one that wouldn't have gotten to play with Dizzy because I would have had to give up my instrument,
0: too. Mm-hmm. You would have had a triangle on the side stage or something like that. and
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, I, still, I would still get to do the Duff vocals and whatever. True. <laughs> and, and you
0: heard the, the venue in which that happened just closed down.
1: Yeah, uh, it's very unfortunate. Oh, um, hopefully that will not be one of many on Long Island uh, with the situation in the music industry. Uh, I would like to say people, if they want to visit... Uh, Hashtag Save Our Stages. uh, They can research how to help out independent venues. Um, That's all we can hope for uh, is that revolution is not the first of many. But I I love that place and uh, it definitely holds a big uh, significance for me. That's the first time I saw that band, Appetite for Destruction, was in like 99. And at the time, I didn't think I would ever get to see Guns N' Roses. And they were so damn close that for a 19-year-old for kid his favorite band had broken up, it was just the most amazing experience seeing that band. And also, you know, pretty awesome that now I'm in that band.
0: <laughs> a similar experience, and I, I believe, which is funny, because uh, I've spoken about, you know, kind of the same thing. I thought I would never see Guns N' Roses. I would never see Axel and Slash on stage together. So I saw right. Appetite for Destruction... Uh, years prior, I told your your bandmates that story at a place uh, called the Downtown, which is also closed.
1: oh that, yeah, I used to work there. <laughs>
0: unbelievable, <laughs> booked,
1: I'm the one that booked Appetite for Destruction.
0: <laughs> I mean, look at this. Can you get any more six degrees than this? I mean, this is uh it's the circle. Of, sorry, I'm not. I'm not gonna sing. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Go it, for it, Elton. It's yeah. uh it was. I think it was. M- Mammoth or Unchained. It was one of the Van Halen.
1: One of the Van Halen guys. Bands.
0: Yeah. And then the Appetite for Destruction, and it was amazing because it was so funny because my friend, one of my best friends, Chris, his favorite band is Van Halen. He's Van Halen is his Guns N' Roses for us, and we would always be made fun of by our other friends. Like they're none of them were gonna get back together, and then Van Halen kind of did, you know, with Wolfgang, and then GNR did. But at that time. You know, the show that you booked, that was as close as I was getting to ever seeing Ben Halen <laughs> and Guns N' Roses. Unreal. Yeah.
1: We we had Steven play from downtown. We had Gilby. That was obviously my idea. Uh, I loved, I'm a huge Gilby fan. And um, you yeah, have the long Island music scene rules. Uh, cra- again, crazy. We've never ran into each other all these years going to these, these shows and seeing Duff McKagan's Loaded or, or Bumblefoot or whatever. But yeah, it's... It's awesome to be on uh, on the podcast now, and uh, all these years later.
0: Well, it's a uh, it's a pleasure, you know. It, it, it's funny just to meet through this medium, but uh, it's it's the way it's meant to be. So uh, we're gonna have you. you know, I'll
1: have more guest suggestions right uh, as the years
0: go by. <laughs> right on, right but on. There's now.
1: more. There's more comedians. You know, you, you still haven't had Dice on. He
0: opened for GNR. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried so far, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> you know, until I get a no, I don't stop. You know, it's usually like something I don't get the right contact. So I've tried for Dice, uh, Bill Burr. Right on. Uh, it just hasn't Todd happened Barry's
1: yet. Todd Barry's got a GNR joke. Patton Oswald had one, although I was one of the meaner ones. Patton Oswald <laughs> did?
0: And and who you said Todd Barry?
1: Todd Barry. Uh, I Guns met and him. Roses. Was, I met they him. They were uh, okay. they were playing with a, a symphony orchestra, and the Guns and Roses was not using sheet music, but the symphony orchestra was. <laughs> Okay. That was his his joke. Okay. <laughs> I'll reach out.
0: DMAs. He's a funny guy, you know. Uh, I did oh, one of those uh, radio tours that I've spoken about on the podcast uh, with him once. Uh, yeah, well, we'll do it. I'm going to put it out into the universe now. Uh, your suggestion for for uh, uh, Fat Mike from um, Oh, please. I, if, I hope, if that one happens, happens, I'm
1: coming back on the show. <laughs> I,
0: I haven't I haven't reached out yet, so no uh, moves have been made. Other than just. You know, absorbing that idea of having that mic on the show, we'll see what happens from <laughs> no effects. But in the meantime, let's just uh, we got we got to talk to Joe List. I'm excited because he's a um, New York City. He's based here. He's a local comedian. But you've seen him on. You know, if you've seen him, it's because he's been on late night television. he's been on Conan. He's been on. I mean, back in the day, Letterman. But even you know, recently with uh, James Corden and and Jimmy Fallon. So he's out and about. And again, just hearing that. Guns N' Roses reference out of the blue, just like in Cobra Kai, it just, you know, it, it endears you to whatever that product is or whatever they're doing. So, and he's funny on top of just the Guns N' Roses joke. Although, uh, JT, I've been trying to call him, you know, uh, that's why I'm stalling a little bit, but I keep getting like a fax thing. Although, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I think now it's ringing. There we go. Hello. Hey, Joe.
2: Hey, how's it going? Sorry
0: about that. No, that's okay. Cause at first I thought I was like, maybe he gets wrote the email real fast. Cause I know he's a local guy and he meant seven one eight. So that's my fault. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm it.
2: No, no, I just, I've, i sent all my emails on my phone basically. So it's my little numbers, my fat thumbs. and I'm an idiot. Um, but I have to say I was getting a resentment of like, how are these guys late?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Oh, that's funny. Um,
2: no, so I no, apologize.
0: No, no, all good. I, I appreciate that. I'm the same way. I've actually just been sitting in my apartment uh, talking to. Uh, we have in the underline. I, I told you uh, in the email, uh, a fan of both of ours. So I guess both of us can get, get our egos stroked a little bit. Uh, JT, <laughs> JT from Sayass at Long Island. Uh, so we were just. Hey, what's up? Hey. So JT is the one that reached out to me uh, to say, and which is just like, how do I not know? Joe being a local guy and I have local comedian friends. I'm not going to name drop my, my no card medium, my, my comedian friends, but (laughs) no offense to any of them, but none of them are are big enough to like, Oh yeah, I know that person. But then you just dropped a a Guns N' Roses joke. And it's like, you should interview this person, Joe. And I watched your whole special and it's like right up my alley. You know, it's, yeah, it's New York humor, but it's uh, it's really funny. So I know I was eager to talk to you and I, I just kept getting like a, a fax beep in my ear. So thanks for not giving up on me.
1: No,
2: thank you. I appreciate it. And um, well, you have that thing, you know, when when uh, you're supposed to have a meeting or a podcast or a show, whatever it is, and then the person's not there right on time, like, maybe it's not happy. Maybe I read the thing wrong. And uh, sure enough, I'm the idiot that sent the wrong phone number.
0: <laughs> That's
1: okay. we made it happen. We're here.
0: It, no, we we, we made it. it happen immediately. i I was just telling JT off the air. That I've had different time zones mixed up, but we're all we're all local, which is cool. But not like we all hang out. So it's just three New York guys on a podcast talking about Guns N' Roses who don't know each other. Maybe that's the name the name of the, of the next podcast. But I I know you. It's like I I knew Joe, and everyone should know Joe because I've you're on you've been on James Corden, you've been on uh, the Tonight Show, you've been on on Conan. So when was the first time you came up? I guess just to get right, right into it. You're, I played the. The Guns N' Roses joke earlier in the podcast so uh, when was the first time that that idea for there was a really clever Guns N' Roses joke and obviously being a New Yorker and anybody can relate to just the shitty lines and and waking up early to go on an early flight like how did that especially LaGuardia especially Laguardia. like how did that yeah that specific uh, joke come to mind
2: that was one of those jokes that um, was just kind of in your lap. It was perfect. Like, I was actually at, like, I didn't really add anything to the joke. I was actually at LaGuardia at, I think, like, 8.30 in the morning. And, you know, the music is relatively faint there. You know, at an airport, you're, you're, your mind is on whatever, breakfast, date, you can just kind of subtly hear it. And I think I sat down and had a moment and just heard that, subtle like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do <laughs> and then being like what? And my initial idea was just like this is way I, I, mean, I didn't even think of the the end of the song where he says you're gonna die but just the idea of like this feels a little hard for the airport it's not when you, normally you hear like vocalist jazz or some kind of pop crap it's weird to have like a song as heavy as Welcome to the Jungle um, <laughs> heavy like musically heavy and also like uh you know, uh, subject matter heavy. Right. Um, And then I I realized like as we were boarding the airplane, I'm
1: like, oh, there's a line in this
2: song where he screams you're going (laughs) to die. So to me, it was just like, but it was one of those bits too that I'm like, I don't know if this is actually hilarious or just a funny story and I told it to people and they're like, you got to do that on stage. So it ended up kind of coming about that way and it's got a, a good enough laugh that I kept it in there.
1: And then there's the tag with the, an additional Guns N' Roses song thrown in, which we very much appreciate as fans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, thought that, I, I did go through a bunch of different Guns N' Roses songs, thinking um, what would be a funny follow-up song. And there were others, but not going to do it. I like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, uh, you know, uh, Get in the Ring would be something, but <laughs> you, need, you need a song that people know, and like even in the title, you know, it's it, it, it kind of involves dying.
0: And it makes sense. And why it, it works, I mean, obviously, we're geeking out about GNR. Ha ha, it makes us funny. Guns N' Roses is in a, I mean, Guns N' Roses is, it, it's, it works because I was just watching Cobra Kai and there are Guns N' Roses references. There's always a GNR reference or an Axel reference in pop culture. So it works. But the subject that you're talking about, about being in an airport it doesn't even necessarily have to be an airport. You're always in a place where there's something that comes on the loudspeaker that just doesn't make sense in that moment. Like this just doesn't feel right to you. And it's such a relatable joke. It seems like, why hasn't anyone said that before? And then you, you well, deliver it so well. And it's and, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's, that's perfect. So everything about it was just the subject, the delivery of it. It's just and, and how you relate to it. We all relate to that, that situation where we're, You know, usually not JFK is gonna uh, airport is gonna play Pantera on the radio, but Welcome to the (laughs) Welcome to the Jungle is mainstream enough. Maybe Enter Sandman might have been heard, you know, at five o'clock where you're you're you know in the morning. That's so it's very relatable. So that's why I I like it. uh, What I like about it.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I I think there's like particularly in New York City, uh, and maybe all over the country, but there in New York especially there is an epidemic of the wrong music playing in the wrong places. Every diner I go to in Queens, like, you know, a regular Greek all-night diner, and they'll have, like, dance music pumping. (laughs) And dance music, to me, is, like, specifically has the objective in the music description. It's for dancing. So, to sit and eat a meal with dance music is insane. I think it's, like, psychotic. To me, all restaurant music should be vocalist jazz or something some kind of whatever a bar is another thing. We can have sing alongs and dance or whatever the hell. But it's weird to me when you hear loud like techno music at a diner.
1: <laughs> or I mean there it... were people arriving to New York, so they were being welcomed to the jungle. You were just happened to be departing.
2: That's that's a good point. That just is shy. actually that's that's a fair point and I hadn't of that until just now and now I think my joke sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could always be the opposite you know, as well, when you guys hear a depressing song, you know, I'm I'm I'm, the, I'm in the grocery store and I hear, you know, Eric Clapton tears in heaven. I'm like, I don't want to think about his child right now. While I'm in the freezer section, you know, it's just it's it's depressing. So again, it's just relatable on so many levels, and I think that's why you're you're successful. So I guess just to you know, we're not going to talk all GNR. Yes, it's a GNR themed podcast, but I I'm just curious how you got into you know the the craft that is is, is stand up because you're a local guy and I kind of want to know how you you cut your teeth and it's very hard. I, I like I said I have friends who do it and who are very very talented. Uh, I, I joke about their their fame level, but they're very funny. But there's so many. But and you've just you have you're on Netflix. You have a new special that's up on uh, on YouTube. Your face is a lot of places. You have your own podcast. So how did you get started along this journey?
2: Well, I, I actually started. I wasn't going to ruin the whole show, but I actually started in Massachusetts. From there, originally,
0: but I've lived here for that's 14 right. years. Well, um, well I, I will say I, I, 14 years. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, perfect. I will say uh, I was temporary. I was. I was a mass hole for two years. I lived in Cape Cod. Okay. To, I lived in Cape Cod to cut my teeth in radio, so it's it's okay. Oh,
2: I, nice.
0: I love my Boston brethren. So that's right. A Northeast guy. Let me let me phrase it like that. I had a Northeast guy cut his teeth.
2: Uh, well, it's been 14 years since I looked, and it's been 14 years of pain. Uh, <laughs> but sorry, just flexing my guns and running. Um, Love it. But so, I I I was in. Uh, I grew up in Mass. Massachusetts, and um, wanted to. I always wanted to do stand up. I, I I kind of grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, or mid 90s, when it was sort of. Um, like I was a young kid, anyways. When um, the stand-up boom was happening, the comedy was on EH one A and E Comedy Channel at that point, HBO. So it was just everywhere, and um, my family was really into stand-up comedy, and I just thought that seems like the coolest job. I'd like to do that. I mean, I also wanted to be <laughs> Axl Rose, also. You know, I had a few <laughs> big dreams, but I knew I wanted to do something um, entertaining, um, and. So I ended up starting, as soon as I graduated high school, I went to an open mic at this place called Chop's Lounge, I'm no longer there, um, but I just showed up, signed up, it was like a true open mic where anybody could get on, there was like crazy people and truck addicts off the streets just going up and yelling into the microphone, and then there was a few real comics, and so um, I started there, and it just kind of progressed, I kept doing every Wednesday there, and eventually someone was like, you should come to the show on Sunday, is a show over here. And it sort of progressed from there, um,
0: and here I am. Who did you look up to? Because uh, it's it's. I would say, and JT would agree with me. Long Island is is known for a comedy, but so is Boston. I mean that that you. These are two. I mean, we're where we're both from. It's it's. They're both a uh, big, uh, you know, historically filled with a hotbed. Yeah, for a comedian. So who did you look to look up to growing up?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think Boston and New York slash Long Island are like the, the, if you want to consider New York and Long Island one group or two groups, those sure. are two or three big cities of, of comedy or best cities. Um, but yeah, when I started, when I was like a teenager, I was really into like kind of the cliche guy, Carlin, Pryor, and then I love Jim Carrey, but like his stand up was not really. Accessible. It's, it's not like you're like I'm going to do that. <laughs> that guy's doing. Um, Yeah, he's, he's he, like he, from he, another yeah. planet. Exactly. Uh, um, so it was for me. It was like Carlin, Cosby, and Pryor uh, when I started. But then once I started, I found all these local New England guys that I was like got really into. That guys that kind of a lot of people haven't heard of, but they're just twenty year vets at that time, thirty or. Jesus, 40 years, back now. but um, guys like Tony B and Mike Donovan and and Kevin Knox and Don Gavin. And then I started discovering like cooler, newer comics like Doug Stanhope and Louis C.K. and Patrice O'Neill. And then so then you start hearing about those guys where you kind of had to be in the know to know about those guys. Um, but in high school, I was like, I don't know. I didn't know anybody except for George Carlin and
0: Bill Cosby yeah and those uh oh Patrice, man, uh what a loss he was. They, and that that group and, and Doug Stanhope it's like a new age of, of rock star comedy and, and but there's something that you do that is is so you <laughs> I, I'm glad I, I saw this before I interviewed you because you do so much on, on your and it's all up on your your web uh, comedian uh, Jill list. i and I just happened to post this today, Joe, just randomly. Because uh, I usually just look online for obviously random Guns N' Roses stuff to post, so I see um, it's like a Halloween poster from 2011 for uh, an Asking Alexandria concert and with special appearances by Stephen Adler. And here's where the tie-in to you comes in: the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior yeah, used to did a show with Stephen Adler apparently in 2011, but you do a character, the Ultimate Warrior, and it's so yeah. It's so funny. It's so, how often do you do that? Because it's it's just exactly, it's like how I feel. If I put on the Ultimate Warrior mask, I would also be the Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) I felt personally attacked by watching it. It was so funny.
2: Um, I actually haven't done it. First of all, I would say that is a very troubled lineup. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, your uh, your guests on there are, are very unique as well.
2: Yeah, uh but I haven't done it in a long time actually. So I did it. Bring it back. So I started doing it years ago. Yeah, people have asked me to bring it back. Maybe I will. Um, but yeah, I did that quite a while ago. I mean like probably I haven't done it in like four or five years or maybe six years. Oh, okay. Um, but it was really fun and I've seen other people do or or kinda have similar ideas and stuff. I don't know if they did the video like that, but like people's like handles it all of that network stuff. But I haven't done it in a long time, but maybe I should. On. Um, yeah, yeah wrestling, people the, love a comeback. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. It's like, I should do it during someone else's. Re- like, if Galapanakis was doing Between Two Ferns, and then you heard the music come on, and I came running out, that would be ideal. <laughs> I can't
1: believe it! It's the ultimate warrior!
2: <laughs> and then I look totally different. I'm in, like, horrible shape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it seems like a character that could have been on, like, Parks and Rec or something. Like, how close? If you don't mind me asking, because you, I feel like, have you ever auditioned auditioned for SNL? Like, it feels like I've seen you on TV more than you you have been. Like, you seem like a perfect TV character. Have you come? Have you had uh, pilots? Like, how how come uh, close have you come to you know scoring a TV role? Or is that something that you uh, even or go after?
2: I've come nowhere close. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm ruined for you. Like, you really like. I'm telling you. Like, it seems like you. You have what, you know, I've just seen so many different shows that have like a Joe List kind of person, but not you, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, totally.
1: Well, I think I I saw you on TV. Weren't you on an episode, uh, Ellie of Louie, and doing the pictures? Is that you? No,
2: that wasn't me. That was somebody
1: else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I did. I've done two commercials. and I made an appearance in my friend Henry's movie called, um, oh, God, what is it called? I can't even remember. I am in a movie that I don't know the name of it. I think it's called Still Punching the Clown. I played a heckler, which was really fun. (laughs) And then I've done a couple commercials years ago. But right now, I'm kind of working on a show idea. I don't know if anything's going to get made anytime soon, but I'm working on my own show, trying to figure something out with that. But no, I haven't done a ton of, auditions and stuff I would like to in fact that's one of the things in March I was like I gotta start doing this and then the entire planet shut down right. and ruined my dream but um, so far it's just been stand up and podcasts, basically
0: so when did you you uh, film the, the latest special because it was done locally in front of a crowd uh, I hate myself something else I relate to as well maybe not as much now with years of therapy and medication but uh, where did you like? Uh, when did you film that
2: I shot it March 2nd. So I I know that because I just looked it up uh, a week ago for, but I was trying to figure out when it was. So yeah, it was March 2nd at the Comedy Cellar Village Underground. And at the time, I had no idea that we were 10 days or 11 days away from shutting down. In fact, COVID was kind of in the news and we were hearing about it a little bit. And that's probably when we should have been shutting down from what I've read or whatever. But um, yeah, it was, Certainly was not thinking this is going to be one of the last shows I do um, for a while. But, yeah, it was March 2nd.
0: At least you got something uh, fresh, I guess. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know my friend uh, Neil Rubenstein was uh, supposed to open for you at Mohegan Sun. I think that's one of the first shows that uh, did not happen because of the gigpocalypse, as I call it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That weekend, I think that gig actually still happened, but I was Sick and looking back now, I think I might have had COVID. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had like a bad cough, and at the time I was like, "There's no way this is COVID because COVID kills you and gives you a fever and your legs fall off." But (laughs) looking back, I'm like, "Oh, that probably was COVID."
1: Might have been it.
0: You know, I got I got to get tested too, Joe. I think I may have had it back in 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 January. I, I mentioned earlier on in the show I. I'm back at home now in, in Queens, but last week I went to the studio for the first time since March to produce the morning show for Q104.3. But, but when I, I filled in for that back in January, cause like it was my first trial run with it. I was sick. I was going in with a like hundred degree fever stuff. You probably would be arrested for now, but I'm like, no, this is my opportunity. I'm okay. I probably just have the sniffles. I probably had COVID as well. So it's, it's, it's messed up. Um, yeah. To, to, to completely switch it, I, I want to, I've asked this with other comed, for to other comedians who've come on, whether it be Tom Green or especially Don Jameson does it a lot in his, in his act, maybe Jim Florentine, but Jim Brewer a little bit. But they seem to really speak to maybe a little portion of their fan base when they talk about Metallica or whatever. But like again, you use Guns N' Roses in such a, a broad way and in, in your main set that everybody gets it. Do you... Do you miss that? Do you see that? Like, why isn't that happening more in comedy, where you make or make a joke using maybe not making fun of an artist, but just to make more like band references that people get? Like, I just feel like there—that's such a missed opportunity, maybe opportunity. for yeah, for for some comedians to do, you know, especially in a way where you said it. And it's not like I said a Guns N' Roses joke and you're making fun of Axl Rose or something. You used it so smart. You're using the song lyrics. It's like I feel like that's like a lost. Are to be clever with 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 references, song references, which are words, <laughs> you know, just like coming, like just like writing down your 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 set is. No, that's like long winded. Right. Yeah, it's like that's a long winded thought that I that I've had uh, when I talk to comedians. Why? Like, is that something you you you, you would see yourself doing more? Or was that, or that was just like a happy kind of accident? It's
2: hard. Yeah, I think it was sort of. Um, it's just hard because you want to make sure that everyone gets it. I have a problem in the comic sometimes, uh, particularly, I'm always afraid that, like, I'm like, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Is this mm. Like, I'm like, have people, do people know every word to use your illusion? You know what <laughs> like? <laughs> right. People, like, there are times where you try to write something and you're like, oh, this is really funny. And then you make reference to something and they're like, what? And I'm like, that's the, that's what I What are you crazy? Or, <laughs> It is hard because that, and that's the issue I had with figuring out that "Welcome to the Jungle" joke. Is I'm like, the people are still familiar because in your mind, you're like, I don't know, people, people under thirty know "Welcome to the Jungle." Mm. You know, like, am I a weirdo? Because I mean, that song came out in 1987, so it's like <laughs> the song's 40 years old or whatever the hell, 35. And I'm like, am I aging myself? Do I look like an idiot? So I think that's part of it with comics, or for me personally, I'm always worried that I'm like. Is this a reference that, you know, fortunately "Welcome to the Jungle" I think is played at so many sporting events and is just right. so well known that, um, and even if you don't know the song that well, you you can take from it that there is a lyric you're gonna uh, you're gonna die, and people at least even if when they're young and they don't know the song. They're still like that's a funny thing to hear at the airport. Yeah. Um, but I think my big concern is that no one knows what I'm
0: referencing. Hmm. I know. We, we got to educate them. See, I, like, I like the way everything you said. See, this is why I, I asked uh, JT since he, you know, again, he's the one that, uh, and this is why I, I, I do this with my listeners um, that sometimes I'll have them on as a co-host. So I don't completely just take their ideas and, and make it my own. So if you want to participate in the podcast, go for it. I was like, is, is Joe Jewish? Because he just like, he speaks to me. Like, I feel like he's like a long lost brother. Because that's my approach to the podcast. When I make a reference, like, will they get it? You know, uh, will the, does the wording of it at least make sense? And at least just doing a Guns N' Roses podcast, I've said exactly what you just did. It's played in enough sports arenas. Everybody knows at least. Welcome to the jungle, you know. So right, it's the same. Uh, it's the same exact thought process, which I, um, I I totally get, and it's hard, man. You know, because I'm sure, unlike me, who just says it once and put that out there. It must change from audience to audience, no?
2: Yeah, sometimes for sure. And I, you just never want to be a comic that's like the equivalent of, you know, me going to a show in 2000 and someone being like, you guys remember the Dave Clark Five? <laughs> <laughs> like, where you're like, what? What's he talking about? Like, you know, I've seen people do bits about songs that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that song. So it's, you got to kind of feel out, like, like I said, what you said make sure that they're familiar with it enough or there's enough context to figure it out. I mean, like I said, even if you've never heard of it and you're like, I'm at the airport and I heard a song called Welcome to the Jungle by Gums and Roses, <laughs> people can be like, all right, that's the same. I see, I, I see where he's going at least. That sounds, you know,
1: spooky. It's a broad reference. I think you were playing it safe enough, but you are talking to not just the, the audience at the Comedy Cellar. You knew that you were also going to be talking to the thousands and hundreds of thousands uh, that may see it on YouTube. So I guess you're pretty confident in uh, people's knowledge of you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big, they're a big band.
2: They're the top 10, you know, highest grossing live tours ever. I know that because I just did a trivia where
1: that was in there. <laughs> Number three right now. We, I think you we go. passed Michael Jackson.
0: Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that, that leads me to something else that I really appreciated that you said in the, in the, in the special. And that's like, you had to to defend yourself. Like, Hey, I like guns N' roses. I'm a rock guy. So what other bands do you like?
2: Uh, well, I'm a huge, huge Pearl jam guy. I've seen like 42 Pearl jam shows. Wow. Um, uh, fanatical about them. Springsteen's like my number one guy, uh, probably Springsteen Pearl jam. I'm a huge, Guns N' Roses guy, Big Tom Petty guy, um, The Pose. I mean, I like a kind of a diverse mixture, uh, I guess. And I've I, I can get really into a lot of like classic rock and a lot of hard rock. I mean, I'm from the 90s, so Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, I was really into those guys. Um, in Chains, all those big four Seattle bands. Um, who else do I really love? I'm a big fan of like, you know, i Tom Waits guy. And I love Dylan. and um, Yeah, and then I'm a closeted Jerry Buffett fan, which that's not going to go over well with this crowd, probably. But. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, all right. You're going to have fun. Sometimes you're going to hang out and have some fun. Joe, you,
1: know? Yo, you, you mentioned uh, Springsteen, and I've seen you at the Garden twice, once opening for Louis and once uh, in the audience sitting beside him. Uh, the Paul McCartney show I was working at, uh, where they played, I saw her standing there with little Steven and Bruce Springsteen, yes. and then they finished it and then just played it again. <laughs> yes. And I, I looked behind me out of the corner of my eye, I see you and Louis CK just dying laughing that they just decided, oh, that was pretty good, let's play it once more. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's, uh, that
2: was the most magical night of my life, and afterwards I hung out with McCartney and met Springsteen. I mean, it was the most insane wow. night of my life, but, and I'm in um, Patty scapula—I don't know how you would say her name—scapula. I'm uh, in their Springsteen home video because so we sat. This is before Louis was at this whole thing, so he was in VIP seats. I went with him. And we sat in the VIP section, and Stevie Van Zant was at the end of our row with his girl. And then three quarters of the way to the concert, we stood up to let people in, and it was Bruce and Patty, and they sat. Kanye was immediately to my right, and then Bruce was next to her. And then during Hey Jude, she busted out her phone, and we were all singing the na na na, <laughs> pointing the camera right at me, and I'm like waving, singing na 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 na. And then we had to get up and let them pass again to so go play. Not her standing there, and yeah, like you said, my favorite encore ever of just Paul McCartney being like, "Let's just play that song again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, amazing. Which I've never heard of it in my life, and then I hung out with McCartney for about 25 minutes afterwards, which was insane.
0: No, the only totally time... really awesome. I heard that. Like, if if Guns Axel gets pissed off and wants to restart a song, that's the only time I hear of a band playing something <laughs> twice.
2: <laughs> that's um, a- by the way, thinking of Paul McCartney made me think of the Stones, and I just left them out while I was naming bands. That's my favorite band by far. Okay. I don't know, I don't know how I, I missed out on the Stones.
1: They're pretty oh, good. <laughs> are they, good as, are good. they as funny as Paul McCartney, though? Because the other thing, I was, I kept peeking back at you guys because McCartney makes a lot of jokes in between songs. I mean, he's just firing them off like a stand-up, left and right. Mm. And I just kept being like, ah, oh, the comedians laughing? <laughs>
2: mm. Yeah, he, he he's a very uh, silly guy. He was all backstage. He so was joking, and he made fun of me at one point, and he grabbed my shoulder and said, I'm just taking a piss. <laughs> you know, in, in England, he fun of you. Um, but no, it was pretty, it was pretty surreal. I mean, that was an amazing show, And it sounds silly, but you forget how many hits Paul McCartney can just play in a row.
1: Yeah. And he had a DJ open up for him that played other songs that weren't on the set list that were (laughs) hits.
2: That's hilarious. I remember that. Uh, Yeah,
0: this is nuts. I, I, I have yet to see him. Hopefully the COVID ends so he can tour again. Hopefully it ends. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but so can Joe list can tour again. <laughs> uh, good night. So what can we expect? Cause obviously you, you have the podcast uh, Tuesdays with stories, which I love the title. Cause Tuesdays with Maury uh, is one of my favorite books ever. Uh, you have your one hour special. I hate myself, which is <laughs> right on your Twitter page It's up on YouTube uh, at Joe list comedy. Uh, What else can we be looking forward to as far as your list is concerned?
2: Uh, Well, I have another podcast, a smaller podcast called Mindful Middle Jacket, which is sort of a mental health podcast. I talk to comedians and and other types uh, of anxious people and stuff, and uh, I'm really happy with that. Beautiful. And um, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, like, hopefully I'm doing some of outdoor shows here and there, uh, but... Just waiting to kind of get back to normalish, and I'll start working on a new hour, which I already have quite a bit of material um, that's not on special. So that'll be the next kind of goal: is to do the next um, album and special when when the time comes.
0: Excellent. And before you go, uh, JT, you can you can chime in as well. But for the uh, the mindful mental podcast, that's what it's called.
2: Mindful metal jacket, like full metal jacket, but with the mind in front of it.
0: Gotcha. Because often we talk about, yeah, it's GNR themed, but also mental health and depression. I did a whole episode with uh, former GNR manager uh, Ellen Niven about depression. It's, it's come up in various conversations when Chris Cornell, you know, is the topic of conversation or Chester. So uh, I I appreciate there are other voices out there talking about it. So uh, can you do you want to highlight any specific episodes or um, yeah any specific episodes? And, and I'm assuming that's also wherever we can find our our podcasts, as they say,
2: yeah, yeah, everywhere podcasts are. It's also on YouTube, and um, I'm pretty—I'm proud of all the episodes. Gary Gullman uh, came on, and he had a whole uh, HBO special about his depression. So he's a—he was a big get. He's a great episode, I think. If people wanted to start with one specifically, I guess, but I'm pretty proud of all of them. So um, yeah, definitely check it out. It's on YouTube. It's wherever podcasts are. Mindful Metal Jacket. And yeah, Tuesdays with stories. And then of course I hate myself on YouTube, which is we're, we're zeroing in on a million views in wow. about a month. So
0: yeah. nice. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. That is, that is great Joe. This was really cool. Thanks for taking the time. And well, we, we both were on time, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes numbers, the <laughs> numbers don't dial properly. So uh, thanks for, th- thanks for hanging in. Thanks for talking guns of roses with us and, and JT, anything else since he was telling me, he's like, I listened to the whole uh, Mark Maron interview. He was really studying for this interview. I appreciate
1: you know, it. It's, uh, since since all the gigs in the music business went away, uh, podcasts are definitely one of the things that uh keeping me going, keeping me positive. So definitely Mindful Metal Jacket and uh, Tuesdays with Stories is awesome. I love when all the Seinfeld references come up out of nowhere <laughs> no, and just breeze right back into the conversation. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Yeah, and and Appetite uh, for Distortion. I just listened to all you guys, and it's uh, been really awesome to have something to do when there's no work. <laughs> great
2: oh thanks man I appreciate it I'm glad I can help. thank you guys I appreciate it it was fun
0: thanks Joe and of course thank you JT uh, JT did a great job as co-host uh, sometimes I, I, I miss I really do miss having a co-host uh, Scotto and I uh, we we still talk frequently you know was killing it over at the uh, battle line podcast but you know it, it's obviously sometimes it's easier just to bounce stuff off people instead of like right now where I'm talking to myself into a microphone, hoping you care about what I have to say. (laughs) Uh, But uh, continue to do what JT did and is going to continue to do. Uh, Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You know, Send me an email as well at theafdshow at gmail.com to if you want to be a co-host like JT, you can do so. And if you want to submit a guest like JT did with Joe List, you can do so as well. Uh, I, I appreciate that. You help me out. That's it's one of the reasons why I, I can't believe this Guns N' Roses themed podcast has lasted over four years and over two hundred episodes, and you know ha- has gotten some uh, some A list names as guests. It's because of you helping me push this uh, podcast night train along that we get we get more creative. Uh, there are names on here I would never would even have thought of. And you, the AFD, so you, the AFD show listener, have uh, produced many an episode of Appetite for Distortion that I would not have been able to do without your help. So follow us uh, and listen on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on q1043.com, alternativenation.net, Spotify, Spreaker. You can leave comments. You can leave reviews. That's how people find us. That's how it happens. And that's how we're going to keep going and doing these Uh, Guns N' Roses episodes Uh, it's been a contrast uh, the the feedback where you know you're loving the episodes but you're burning through them because unfortunately not everybody has a normal work schedule right now but there are still others that are kind of catching up because they are even more busy in quarantine so whether you are all caught up or catching up thanks for, for hanging out uh, until next time, when will you see the next episode of the AFD show? Well, on the words of Axel Rhodes concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know if soon as the word. No! Fuck it! No! Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.